Welcome to the LU Moment. Thanks for listening. I'm Shelley Vitanza, the Director of Public Affairs at Lamar University. Each week we showcase the great events, activities, programs, projects, and people at Lamar University. Appropriate for this time of the year, our theme this week is graduation. Lamar University is graduating a thousand or so students from its five colleges uh, this this weekend, and so um, we're going to talk a little bit about graduation. It's a huge feat, of course, graduating from college for the individual, but it's also a big deal for the university. And to discuss the task of student success graduating from college, well, from, I guess, entry all the way through graduation is Craig Escamilla. He's the executive director of Lamar University's Retention and Student Success. So welcome. Thank you. I'm so glad, glad, to, glad to be here. Yeah, yeah, so glad you could join us. I'm, I'm real interested in retention and student success. Is this kind of a new role on university campuses, you think? Uh, I think so. I think this is, you know, the, the university has evolved, right, uh, and, and always is, which is a, a good thing for mm-hmm. an institution of continuous learning and improvement, right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, and so the, the university in general has evolved, and, and I think, uh, you know, we, we have more of a sense of ownership for uh, ensuring that our students are successful. Part of that relates to, you know, how universities are held accountable by accrediting and governing bodies, but part of it also relates to just the importance of delivering on the mission, right? I they mean, are our product. That's exactly right mm-hmm. and so we want to make sure that they're prepared for their careers we want to make sure that they're prepared to be lifelong learners we want to make sure that they are of course proud and, and representative alum- alumni of the institution and then we just want to be proud of them also so at the end of the day we want to make sure that they are successful and, and I think that's true for all universities and their yeah. workforce ready I yes, mean absolutely. we want to yes. ma- you know make sure that they can plug right into the workforce correct well Lamar was recently recognized and this is why I really invited you sure. um, because I I noticed uh, we got this recognition for improving our four-year graduation success rate. Correct. So let's talk about that. Have sure. we done some things? Have we apparently we've gotten real focused on that. Yes. To improve it. So and other universities apparently aren't. Yeah. Sure. So in the state of Texas, uh, there were uh, eight schools, including Lamar University, that were recognized recently by the Texas Higher Ed Coordinating Board, uh, which is the group out of Austin that kind of coordinates all of the higher education activities uh, in the state and uh, coordinates that with the legislative bodies and with the different institutions, uh, two- and four-year schools in the state. And so uh, these eight schools, including Lamar, were recognized for improvements in overall completions, in four- and six-year graduation rates, in, in some of these outcome and success measures. And uh, so some of the other schools that were recognized were UT at Austin, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Texas A&M, Texas Tech, uh, and then um, some of the satellite campuses of some of those schools. And, of course, Lamar University is part of the Texas State University system. And the only other system school that was recognized was Angelo State University out in, you know, on the other side of the state. So this is a big deal. Yeah, it's a I big mean, deal we were in us. there with the yes. big dogs. Correct. Yes. Yeah, and so exciting. while there were different recognitions, ours was uh, it's it's both uh, statewide and um sort of peer group as well so similar type institutions uh, and the uh, they looked at the improvement over about a three or four year period uh, and you know percentage growth so numbers time. growth all those kinds mm-hmm, of things yes mm-hmm. and so they took the top improvers and uh, had some recognition I did along with some of my counterparts at other schools a brief presentation about some of the efforts that we had underway this was at the beginning of April and so uh, so you went and presented this yes correct. what we've been doing to focus on 
on Correct. improving this area. Right. Which includes a number of different things. Um, of course, we have a, uh, a central advising center at the university, the Undergraduate Advising Center, which has been around for about six years now. And that serves all students that are freshmen and sophomores with uh, academic advising. Uh, we have, of course, a, a centralized career and professional development center um, that serves all students with career advising. Uh, academic advising at the junior and senior and graduate levels are handled by uh, the the various colleges and departments. Faculty are involved in that. In many cases, um, you're looking more at an overall sort of mentoring approach to advising at that point and getting you ready for either graduate work or your career. Uh, so those are very just approachable, exactly. very welcoming kind Correct. of ways for, I mean, I'm getting ready to have a 17 year old yeah. and I'm getting ready. He's going to start his senior year. And I just can't imagine. I mean, thankful I have another year, you know, for him to kind of, you know, incubate or whatever. But I can't imagine putting him on a college campus right now. He uh-huh. has no idea what he wants to do. Right. Exactly. And so this advising, I mean, it, you know, if he were to call me, could I say, hey, go to your advisor? Yes, absolutely. If he was at Lamar University. That's what it should just be. Just walk in the door and what happens? That's right. So you should walk in the door and get an opportunity to see that advisor. The advisor should then be able to, to discuss with them, you know, what's going on. Do you need some help with something? Or are you on track? The advisor is watching a number of different factors at all times to Not see just these grades, students but on other track. Things. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Certain success markers. Some of these things are things that we're still building and, and putting into place and that we're changing sort of on the fly as data leads us in those directions. One of the hallmarks, I think, of, of Lamar University since President Evans has been here has been really to try to use data to make better decisions. Uh, and and that's a, an important shift for Absolutely. our campus and is a thing that many universities are really taking seriously now, particularly in the student success space. And so we're really looking at a lot of different things and, and trying to determine historically what are, some, um, what are some elements of the student's performance that we need to be keeping an eye on to make sure that, that the students are on track to being successful, to graduating in four years or as close to that as possible, right? depending on if they change their major or they have a minor or little things like that, uh, that that might extend that time a little bit. But we want to get them out in four years. That's supposed to be the promise of a, of a university degree, right, exactly. of a four-year institution. Well, and I think you guys are starting to look at, at least I've heard um, – some of, you're looking at some of the barriers yes. uh, to student success. And yes. I've mentioned on this show before, one of the barriers um, to a liberal arts student success is algebra. Sure. Um, and so, <laughs> speaking as a liberal arts yes. major. So you're beginning to kind of look at some of those things because of the data and find right. out, I mean, maybe a student gets so frustrated with algebra, they just pull out altogether. Right. Is that happening? Yeah, sure. We see things like that all the time. Yeah. A student is, is uh, you know, disengaged, is not connected to their major or their program mm-hmm. of study, is not connected connected to uh, their, you know, their peers. They're, they're just not getting plugged into the environment and that peer yeah. situation. There's a variety of different reasons, and we're looking at a lot of those things. But yes, absolutely, on the academic side, you know, math is a challenge. The, the math courses are a challenge for many students, for, and yeah. uh, and the state has taken some interest in that and has sort of uh, outlined some expectations for how to address some of those things. But we're taking, I think, a, a good, unique approach at Lamar University and sort of looking at how we align uh, what math skills a student needs to develop in order to be successful in their chosen major and chosen field. Banking, tax paying, exactly. practical skills right. versus geometry That's or exactly algebra. That's exactly right. Versus yeah. everyone taking algebra, which is kind of a, I mean, I'm not an expert in this area, so I don't want to speak on behalf of, of math faculty and math experts. But in talking to some of my colleagues, the general 
trend in research and thought amongst uh, the the math world right now seems to be that the the sort of old school approach of everybody takes college algebra is not necessarily the right path for everyone anymore that you can really get more into you know statistics for psychology majors and right and, uh, right you know and business calculus for business majors so that they're prepared to look at some of these financial ratios and it just calculations makes sense. That it's they're more practical yeah, and i think it's sure. great that now we've got the data to back up what right. is practical the nice thing also is that you know everyone needs to take certain core courses right uh right. anyone that's completed a college degree or has a child in college knows this right there you know there's math english political science history that's all it. those things, right, that we That's all have it. to take. Mm-hmm. And um, and so the more we can get those classes sort of connected to the student's major or, or communicate to the student that relationship between what they're learning there and why it's important for what they're truly passionate about and interested That's in, key. the better chances mm-hmm. we're going to have of keeping them at the university and getting them to, to move forward toward their degree. That's right. The last thing they want to uh, feel like is that they're wasting their time in a class just because they've got to check, check. Yeah, if, I mean, if well. It's, you know, relatable to what they want to do for their, their career field. And absolutely. That, yeah. And, and th- it's important to understand that core courses teach more than just what the, the, the core subject is. I mean, history teaches you writing and critical thinking and That's learning it. from past experience exactly. and how to, you know, improve upon mistakes and how to... Uh, how to also build on strengths. Those are critical functions for anybody that's going to be a graduate of college to have, right? And so communicating those types of things as part of taking these core courses is really important, not just – and that's that's a whole university effort. That's not on the history professor to communicate that. That's on the academic advisor. That's on the career counselor. That's on, you know, an academic success coach. That's on anybody to kind of communicate that to that student and help them understand the value of the skills that they're learning, How this is whether applicable. they're passionate about history or not. That's right. Okay, let's go back to, you made this presentation. Okay. Is Lamar doing some really different and interesting things that maybe the other colleges aren't, that you were you were really proud uh, to be a cardinal? So I, what I was particularly proud of, actually, was to see that um, that some of the, the bigger schools, some of the, the, the hallmark schools in the state of Texas, right, 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 are doing a lot of the same things that we are. Um, and so it's really great to see that everybody is sort of thinking in the same vein. That's a first thing. And I think that's important because it's important to understand. I think it's important for us all to understand that Lamar University is is on track with what we're seeing from other institutions, right? right. That's a good sign. Right. Now, what are we doing that's unique that are some things that, that uh, make me particularly us. proud? Mm-hmm. Yes. So I think one of the coolest things is uh, an academic success coach program. This is not entirely unique to Lamar, but I think the way we're doing it is really cool. So we're, we're sort of putting these people in the different colleges. We have five colleges at Lamar. Um, and these these folks are, are staff members who are sort of the facilitator of, of finding students that are in need of support services and helping those students get to the right support service. So IDing, the going out to the student. I see this child is or this student is struggling. We're going to reach out to them before... Right. Before There's it gets too bad or before, before they're gone to, yeah, or before exactly. we lose them, right? Love it. Exactly. Love it. Yes. So somebody who's sort of – that's why we called it a success coach, right? Yes. It's like a coach. It's yes. somebody who's there sort of keeping an eye 
on the students' progress and, and stepping in and helping them where, where they can. Uh, so that's a really cool uh, thing that we're doing, I think. I, I love that. I yeah. think that that is really good. And I would think that that would make the student feel important. We talk a lot at Lamar about one student at a time. Absolutely, yes. And that really does uh, speak to that mission. That's exactly right. No. The other thing that I think is really cool, just as a, a quick side note one also, is the idea of looking at, uh, we're looking historically at the patterns of students changing majors. Uh, so this is a uh, common thing, right? A student comes into college, <laughs> they, they know it's at 17 or 18 what they want to do for the rest of their lives. They take the first uh, you know class in whatever that <laughs> discipline is, and they decide, mm, I don't think I want to do that anymore, right? right. I'm not going to pick on any particular major here. I'm going to get in trouble if I do. Right, uh, right. So, you know, and then they say, ah, I don't know what I want to do now. I need some help. And so... You know, many students change majors. Uh, it's not uncommon for a large majority of students to change majors at least once at any university. Ours is around two. It's a little less. It's 1.7 or something like that okay. at Lamar is the okay. average. Uh, so what we're kind of taking a look at then is how can we make sure that that we have the advice that we give to those students aligned with something that keeps them progressing, right? So if you change majors to something that's totally unrelated, and if you do that at a certain point in your academic career, there's a decent chance that you've taken some courses that aren't going to count for anything right anymore. so you're just you've just wasted time and money right. right so how can we reduce that credit loss that money loss that time loss mm-hmm. by aligning the direction that we give to students to say okay historically we've seen that students who change their major from x to y graduated successfully still in a, a very reasonable period of time relative to four years and had minimal credit loss. And so then how can we train advisors and other staff members to uh, to guide students on those paths so that they're minimizing that credit loss and getting out with a four-year degree? Got it. Kind of providing yeah. a, a map. But also navigating. Helping, but also mm-hmm. helping the student find the right fit, a path where they're going to be successful, and like you said, in, in that, e- the, that so, individual customized way. That's right. Yeah. There's only so many electives, right, yeah, that absolutely. you need for that's your right. – uh, I got right. it. Now, you teach a class I do. Uh, about behavior. Does that yeah. tie in to, to what you do? I mean, are there <laughs> behavioral – yes? Jeez. Um, <laughs> How much time do you have? Uh, so, uh, so, yes, for the last several years, I taught in the College of Business – full-time. Before that, I taught as an adjunct in the College of Business. And uh, so now I still teach one class and still sort of have a little bit of a home in the College of Business. Um, And so, yes, I teach an organizational behavior class, which is sort of like an industrial organizational psychology class. It would be the essentially what it is. Fascinating. So, you know, how individuals and groups function with organizations, Mm. how to structure organizations and handle culture, things like that. Uh, Yes, this class is probably some of the best training to be a manager again. I was in the past when I was younger and probably was not as effective as I hope I'm being now. Um, and, uh, well, you're evolving too. Yeah, it's incredible yes. training, right? I mm. mean, to be in the room with students and, and think about – it's always fun to bring – real problems into students Absolutely. you can disguise practical them, right? problems but yeah. yeah it gives them something Change to think about but it also gives me some different perspectives on things that i might be thinking about or dealing with but one of the common things of course in higher ed right now is this concept of the flipped classroom model which is where the students essentially do a lot of the learning on their own of key concepts and then they come into the classroom and we answer questions or we talk through some things or we do interactive activities and so i like to use that flipped 
classroom concept to some degree in this org behavior class. And so I use a lot of case studies, which in business case studies a lot of times are about identifying the problem more than they are coming up with a solution. Mm-hmm. Uh, because a lot mm-hmm. of times the problems are presented in very uh, vague or unclear ways mm-hmm. or the, the problem that appears to be the problem is, is not, not really actually the, problem. the issue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So – uh, so I have the students lead these case study discussions, and uh, and I sit back and have to shut up for 45 minutes and let them go whatever way they want to go with the discussion amongst the class, and then I have to figure out how to tie that all together at the end. Boy, that's really valuable for all I the meetings imagine. that I go to and other things like that, to just sort of sit back and see where the discussion is going and then try to figure out how to tie it together. So yeah, it's really useful in that respect, and just personally. But in terms of the work we're doing, it's incredibly valuable, right? First of all, just being around students, particularly since this is an upper-level business course, being around students and hearing some of the challenges that they faced helps us design better in, in interventions early on for future students, for current success. and future students. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes, of course. But also um, – you know, this, the concepts of this class are all about conflict resolution. They're all about culture change. They're all about structure. These are things that, that Lamar University is an ever-evolving institution that's almost 100 years old now, right? Almost 100 Have years to, old. Has to deal that's with right. all the time. Right. Are things structured right? Are we serving students in the right way because they're able to get where they need to get and get answers to their questions quickly? Uh, do we have a culture that is really embracing this concept of one student at a time and thinking about that? And if not, where can we, what do we need to affect do to little pockets of change? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Organizational change is a lot of what we talk about in this class. So just managing change, Uh, understanding human behavior and human attitudes is an important component of the class, which is also an important component of understanding student success. Exactly. So, yeah, there's a lot of it that really is valuable. I got one more question for you. How can we help our college students as we send them off this time of year? or soon, um, be successful. What can we sure. – we talk a lot about soft skills. What are some of the skills these students yeah. need right now to be successful and not be overwhelmed at college? The single biggest thing that I think we see is that um, the transition from high school to college is a little bit different now than it probably was when, when I and, and certainly others before me were in college. So it's it's not 13th grade. It's it's a bigger jump, right? Okay. And, uh, and so that's an important thing, understanding that um, – that even though we are sort of watching a number of things on students and trying to intervene and help them on their path to success, it's help them, right? That's the key word. They have to own it. It's still their own path to success. And so they have to take ownership for that uh, and take responsibility for those things. This is really a time where they're going to grow into taking mm-hmm. responsibility. Mm-hmm. Things that people can do, let them make mistakes, right? Um, because they have to make those mistakes and learn from them and learn how to get through that and move forward and correct course. And, and that's an important learning Sometimes element. Sometimes there's more to be learned from the yeah, failures. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Personal organization and time management, something mm-hmm. that I'm, of course, huge. just passionate about. But that's, it's a big thing, too. right? It is huge. You don't have that same 8 to 3, 8 to 4 schedule that, that high school students do. And that's so right. you've got to you know, set your alarm and get out of bed, go to class and things like that. Be and responsible so, yes, for your person. Exactly. That's yeah. right. And do the work. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, that's another important element, right? I mean, do the work. It's it's amazing how much, from a, f- a faculty perspective, it's amazing how much good it can do for a student who's struggling or on the fence if they've just put in the effort and it's been noticeable and visible. That's, that's, that's so good advice. So there's a few, advice. few that's, just tips. That's a few good ones. Tips. I love it. 
All right. Craig Escamilla, thank you so much. Shelly, thanks so much. A lot of good information about retention and student success. And we'll bring you back because I know that you're going to continue to work on this. I'd be happy. Yep. Okay. I want to tell you uh, just a few things. I like to really promote our alumni. And um, just this week, the U.S. Senate confirmed Michael Truncali, a Beaumont attorney, to serve as federal judge for the U.S. District Court for the Eastern District of Texas in Beaumont. He got his bachelor's degree in business administration from Lamar University. So what can you do with an LU degree? Just look at Michael Truncali. Big, big success. Also want to mention that our homecoming Put it on your day, on your calendar. Save the date. It's September the 28th. And Maxine Johnston, who is really the person responsible for ensuring that we have the big thicket. She was a pioneer in making sure that we had legislation that preserved the big thicket and has continued to, uh, she's 90 years old, and she's worked at the uh, Lamar University Library and still does volunteer there. But her biggest pursuit was ensuring that the big thicket was preserved. So we're going to celebrate her. She's a grand marshal of our parade. September 28th, save the date for homecoming. Thanks for listening to the LU Moment. We appreciate it. I'm Shelley Vitanz, and I'll see you next week.